Chapter Twenty Five of Prodigal Daughters by Joseph Hawking. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Kate Fallis. Chapter Twenty Five Trev's Engagement. That had been the happiest evening which General Trelawney had known for some months. Almost for the first time since his homecoming, the house had been a house of mirth he had laughed like a boy and had thrown off all thoughts of care and sorrow he had sung old songs with gusto he had revealed a sense of humour of which few thought him capable and had entered into the merriment of the evening as though he had not a care upon his heart never knew dad had it in him remarked john to his friend davenport who was of the party why he's younger than any of us yes he's broken out in a new place hasn't he replied davenport up to now he's always been the dignified pooka officer why he could earn his living on the stage he seems to have forgotten what a great officer he is and acts like a kid and this was true all that military precision and more than a suggestion of stateliness which was characteristic of him had been thrown aside for months in spite of the honours which had been heaped upon him and in spite of the encomiums which had been passed upon him in high places general trelawney's face had revealed a sad disappointed man he had a genius for affection no man thought more for his wife and children than he he never made a plan but that they participated in it and before his return to england his one thought was how he could make his children happy perhaps that was why his disappointment was so great at the attitude especially of eleanor and peggy it had come upon him almost like a thunderbolt and neither honour nor success could atone for what seemed to him the tragedy of his children's lives he was still anything but a rich man although his promotion had meant a larger income but he had enough to live in affluence and to grant any reasonable desire of those he loved but the things he hoped for had been made impossible eleanor had to all intents and purposes refused his affections she had resented what seemed to him the commonest essentials of home discipline while peggy had preferred to link her life to a man who was utterly unworthy rather than share his home and his love his boy trev too had disappointed him not that he was a bad fellow indeed in some respects he was proud of him he was tall and handsome and made a smart officer he had also done fairly well in his regiment but the father had been saddened by his son's selfishness and spendthrift habits he had lived only for himself and had run up debts without a thought of the suffering which he might inflict by doing so but to-day the general had been happy even in spite of his two daughters and the reason was that trev had come home from ireland not only that he had come home changed 
almost out of recognition for some time after going to ireland trev's letters had been disappointing mostly they had been complaints of what a beastly hole ireland was to live in and of the expenses which he could not meet then suddenly the father thought he saw a change in his letters they were no longer filled with grumbling and no mention was made of an increased allowance this was followed by the news that trev had obtained leave and was coming back for at least a fortnight he had arrived home on the previous day and both father and mother had welcomed him with outstretched arms this is splendid trev declared the general and you say you have a whole fortnight hope so dad said trev with a laugh but is anything the matter why my boy you look a bit seedy and worried and the little mother doesn't look as rosy as she used to why is it don't you worry about us my boy but i do dad replied trev you don't look nearly so well as you did when i saw you in plymouth is there something wrong money or anything of that sort why should you think that trev was silent a minute i'm afraid i've caused you a lot of bother sir and i want to tell you that i'm ashamed of myself i am really why my boy is anything the matter with you oh no sir and trev laughed merrily but i was a fool i know and a spendthrift fool into the bargain i thought i thought but that's all over sir i don't understand you said the general i'll tell you about it directly sir the general saw that there was a new light in his boy's eyes that a wondrous change had come over him but where are the girls went on trev why aren't they here you don't know you've never heard queried the general no of course they have not written me but there's nothing new in that they never have written me and i'm afraid i have been just as careless but where are they is anything the matter my boy said the general that's the whole trouble what's the whole trouble in a few words his father told him he softened the story as much as possible but at best it was a tragic business and the young soldier saw the meaning of his father's drawn and haggard face and the wistful look in his mother's eyes yes it's a bad business said the general at length and it's blackened everything but i'm glad to see you my boy glad to have you home now then tell me about yourself you look better happier yes i am replied the young officer dad i'm ashamed of myself i am really i want you to forgive me to forgive you i don't understand my boy have you done anything wrong oh no sir no i've done nothing wrong that is in the way you think but i've been a mean selfish cuss and my eyes are opened i want to tell you about it why 
when you came down to see me at plymouth my one thought of your coming was a sort of pride because you'd won a big name and because i thought you'd pay my debts and i can see now how disappointed you must have been you came back after all those years and i i well we won't talk about that now but my eyes are opened dad but i don't understand my boy and there was a catch in the general's voice you will when you have seen her sir seen who yes seen who repeated mrs trelawney eagerly may i bring her here sir she's in england in london for that matter what is it my boy asked the father eagerly have you fallen in love are you engaged fallen in love i should rather think i have replied trev and his eyes were moist as he spoke but engaged i wish i were but let me tell you about it sir but who is it trev repeated mrs trelawney her voice tremulous the greatest sweetest best truest girl in all the world cried trev hilariously i came home mostly on account of that it was difficult to get away but i persisted and persisted until the c o consented i met her near belfast sir her father has a place there and i had to go to belfast on duty it wasn't a long job but i had to go there for a week and i met her and fell in love at first sight she comes of a cornish family too think of that do you know the penryns dad i've heard of them certainly they're not very rich went on trev but they're your sort dad mr arthur penryn that's mary's father has a little place not far from belfast as i told you and he was sent over to ireland on some government work a fine old chap he is just the perfect type of an old english squire and keen too keen as mustard as for mrs penryn mother will love her at first sight well we met at a dance and i was up to my neck in two minutes and again trev laughed hilariously of course i was not introduced to her as a nameless nobody he went on when mrs penryn knew i was your son it was all right as for mary i say dad you must see her of course i must see her laughed the general who had followed trev's sketchy and somewhat disconnected story with great interest but tell me more my boy yes tell us more tell us everything trev cried mrs trelawney well sir as i told you i fell head over heels in love and she's made everything new to me sir she isn't the ordinary society girl although of course the family moves among the best people she's a real girl and and it was she who made me ashamed of myself she made me see what a selfish mean brute i had been in what way my son 
oh i don't know but when i saw how fond she was of her father and mother and how unselfish she was and how she was always willing to sacrifice her own pleasure for them and how before she did anything however little she considered whether it would please them or not i thought of the way i'd behaved it was that kind of thing sir she made a new fellow of me i'm awfully glad to hear what you say my boy but did you say you were engaged no sir i wish i were but i believe it's all right in fact i feel sure it is well then tell me how matters stand it's like this and again trev laughed happily as i told you i lost my heart at the dance of course i didn't say anything i dared not but i met her as often as i could and i got the c o to send me to that district more than once and as i did my work fairly well he seemed willing and every time i saw her well you know sir how a chap feels so i spoke to mr penryn yes yes said the general what did he say well he asked about you sir he asked whether i'd written and told you he said that marriage was such a serious matter that you ought not to be left out of it but i could not help letting her know how i felt and the upshot of it all is sir that when they returned to england i got leave and here i am and they're in london and i want you to ask them up here will you of course i will nothing will give me greater pleasure i don't know mr arthur penryn but i know of him they have a house in kensington sir thirty-six parkside gardens can't you ring them up right away won't that be rather rushing it trev it may be sir but i-i don't think so you have no idea what a splendid girl she is she's made me see everything differently and i want you to know her i'm sure you'll love her she's not a bit showy or that kind of thing but she's a true girl sir and made me see everything differently this was the story which trev had to tell his father a story which made the general's heart beat with joy it was not very eloquently told yet it revealed the fact that trev trelawney had been brought to see the truth through the influence of a pure girl that his love for one who was pure-minded unselfish and unsullied had brought to life possibilities which had been long dormant in his nature before the day was over mr and mrs penryn and their daughter mary had promised to dine at the trelawneys on the following evening and as a consequence trev was in the seventh heaven of delight when john came home trev instead of meeting him as he had in the past with a rather supercilious stare and an attitude of patronage was eager for his brother's company eager to tell him his story i say dad said john after a long talk with his brother you know dick davenport had promised to come here to dinner to-morrow night hadn't i better tell him not to come not a bit of it said the general after a moment's reflection 
dick's a nice lad and there's not the slightest reason for putting off his visit but you must get home early you know jack said trev it's going to be a white vest affair i tell you you wait until you have seen her old man it came about therefore that on the night of the painful scene between barnes and peggy that the trelawney family were on the tiptoe of expectation and delight and the happiest evening the general had known for many months especially was he delighted with mary penryn for once at all events the lover had not painted in too bright a colour the woman he loved as trev had said she was not a showy girl but her quiet humour her love of laughter her sweetness of disposition and the love she evidently bore to her father and mother simply charmed general trelawney trev my boy go in and win he said before the penrins had been in the house half an hour you have my fullest approval and consent isn't she splendid dad asked the young fellow she's something better than that she's a really good girl and if she says yes well you'll have a treasure but i couldn't get it fixed up to-night could i why not laughed the general i wouldn't wait ten minutes if i were in your place ten minutes not two but mr penryn's old-fashioned and believes in the convenances convenances be hanged laughed the general i'll speak to him it's all right my boy i can see it's all right the trelawneys had arranged for the penryns to come an hour before dinner and ten minutes before the dinner gong sounded trev had managed to be alone with mary trev trelawney's proposal was hardly in the nature of a proposal at all because the young people had tacitly settled the matter beforehand and were only waiting for the consent of the parents i say mary said trev eagerly dad's head over heels in love with you he is really not so much as i am with him laughed the girl and your father is agreeable if you are persisted trev i say mary may i will you have me it was all settled and when the dinner gong sounded and as they took their places at the table the general's eyes were moist and his voice a little husky as for mrs trelawney she was sobbing for joy even although there was some sadness in her sobs because she remembered the two girls who were away i say dick said john to davenport who had been alone with his friend ever since the latter had arrived this is no place for us we're simply out of it i wish i were in it was davenport's reply if it would make me look as happy as trev looks by jove he's altogether changed he's like a new man what are you two boys laughing at asked the general oh dick wants to sing it's love that makes the world go round and i won't let him laughed john this was the signal for a good deal of light-hearted laughter and after that everything went merrily i want to give you a toast 
said the general towards the end of the dinner a speech a speech shouted john and davenport together it's not going to be much of a speech my heart's too full said the general but i can't let this occasion pass without saying a few words i'm going to ask you to drink the health of these two young people i have not known mary two hours yet but i am over head and ears in love with her perhaps you'll say i'm speaking impulsively but i'll say this nevertheless if i'd searched the world over i could not have found any one whom i would rather have for trev's wife i have not talked with her half an hour altogether trev wouldn't let me but i have seen enough she's a good girl and a sweet girl and a girl of which any father might be well proud after all it doesn't take long to know people and i can always tell in five minutes whether i like them or not and i'm just in love with mary and so is my wife here and so i say with a full heart god bless you my dear may you be happy and you too my boy and i trust and believe that you'll be worthy of the dear girl you have won and and here the general broke down for a moment he stood still smiling unable to speak then crossing to mary's side and putting his arms round her neck he kissed her god bless you my dear he said i say dad shouted trev almost beside himself with joy you are coming it a bit strong you know where do i come in that's what i want to know then mr penryn a bluff squire of the old school said a few words about trev and expressed all sorts of good wishes for him after which there was general handshaking it was at that moment that the servant entered the room and came to the general a gentleman wishes to see you sir she said who is it what is his name he asked i don't know sir tell him i'm engaged i can't see him to-night yes sir but he said he came on very important business very important he said it was very urgent that he should see you sir and that he would not keep you more than five minutes oh well then i'll see him you'll excuse me penryn won't you then he went out and met barnes End of chapter 25